Welcome to How She Creates. You're listening to Season 2, Episode 11, where this week it's just me, but I am sharing all of my in-depth tips on walking you through how to prepare for a big project, how to keep going, and how to finish well. Plus, I've got a really awesome free Instagram challenge for you this week. So keep listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to How She Creates. I'm your creative fairy godmother, Lauren. I'm here to take you behind the scenes with all your favorite makers to learn how they create. We'll discuss what it means to live a creative lifestyle, the best resources and tools for making, where to find inspiration, and so much more. I hope these conversations encourage you to make more stuff and share it with the world so we can all see how you create. How She Creates is sponsored by Get Messy Art Journal. Get Messy is an art journal membership community that shares tutorials, inspirations, prompts, challenges, and more each week. Get Messy's goal is to help you nurture your creativity, become the artist you desire to be, and find your creative community. When you sign up for Get Messy's mailing list, you get access to three free classes, one on how to find your creative style, introduction to Art Journal 101, and Art Journal 102, Elevate Your Art Journaling. Get Messy has an amazing community of artists who are waiting to welcome and support you in your art journey. Learn more and sign up for Get Messy in their awesome newsletter at getmessyartjournal.com. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of How She Creates. I'm really excited for today's episode because it's uh, a little different than normal. It is just me today talking about how to prepare for big projects. And so I have a ton of tips for you that will help you as you begin to plan and prepare and when you're in the middle of and finishing a big project or challenge. And so it is December now and so I know a lot of people are getting ready and preparing for New Year's and next year and everything they're going to do and accomplish and I know it's a really great time to start new projects. Um, Actually this week I am launching my new class Stories from Here and so this podcast is part of one of the lessons in the class and Stories from Here is a class that I'm really excited about and it was born out of my 100 day project. So this past April I started the 100 day project along with um, El Luna and thousands and thousands of other people and so if you don't know what the 100 day project is what you do is you pick one task or act or thing or it can be a creative act it can be anything that you're going to do every day for a hundred days and you're going to document it and you're going to share it and so there's a huge community around this and it's really fun and really really inspiring and I know that one of the biggest things that I have seen come out of people doing the 100 day project is they not only do they finish a big project but they tend to get an idea for something even bigger so just like my my course came out of this I have seen people write books and have art shows and and do all kinds of big big things that came out of doing one small task every day for a hundred days And so sometimes it's just the spark of an idea that comes from these projects or sometimes it's the culmination of everything they've created in the project. And so what I did for my project was we were getting ready to leave Korea. We had lived there for three years and I loved Korea so very, very much. And I was really, really sad to leave. And so we would be going home for the summer to the States and then we would be moving to the UAE 
um, in the fall. And so I wanted to kind of document that transition time and find a way to really say goodbye to Korea and to kind of collect all of the best things about our time there so that we would have one um, place to really see our time in Korea as an overview. And so the, the 100 day project came around this time. So it's kind of perfect timing for me. And it was the perfect parameters and accountability that I needed to get this project done. And so what I did was every day for a hundred days, um, I took a photo of something important or special in Korea about Korea, um, and posted it on Instagram under the hashtag hundred days of love for Korea. And then I wrote the story about whatever was, whatever that was. And so we're going to talk all about this a lot more in depth as we get going into the podcast. Um, that was the general overview of what I did for my project. So I took a photo and I told a story to go along with that photo. And I shared those on Instagram and I got a really fantastic reaction. And I saw a few other people actually start their own similar projects who were also um, in the middle of moving or had recently moved or just loved where they lived and wanted to find a way to document that. And so out of that came the idea for me to turn my course into I mean, my project into a full class, because one of the things that I get asked about a lot, um, well, a few of the things are about my photography um, and about my writing. And so I feel like those are two things that that I have worked really hard to be good at and that I love, but I also have found ways to really simplify them. And so in this new class, Stories From Here, I'm teaching um, you all of my best phone photography and editing tips and my writing tips. And then I have turned my 100 um, photos and stories into prompts. So there are 100 photography prompts and 100 writing prompts for you in the class. And so I'm actually hosting a challenge. So it's actually going to start today. So if you're on my newsletter list, you just need to go check your email. And if you're not, you can sign up at um, lauren-likes.com slash newsletter. And so I have written five photography and five journaling prompts for you that are going to help you tell your, the story of where you live. And so through this five-day challenge, you're going to go from you know, a specific spot in your house all the way out to, to, to your whole town. Because what I did with the project was I really wanted to look at what I really loved about our personal life, about our life in Korea, about our home, about our friends, about our work, about our neighborhood, about our city, about the country. And so I took this big overview, you know, I started in really focused and then zoomed really far out so that I could tell a really holistic story about Korea and where we lived and why we loved it so much. And so the class is going to do that for you also. So it's going to help you hone in on what you love about your house, what you love about your family, your friends, your neighborhood, your town, your work, your city, your state, your country, the whole thing, however big and far out that you want to go about it with it. And so that is kind of a general overview of the class. But so like I said, we have the challenge coming out this week so all this week if you would like to join me i would love it and you can do the challenge anytime if you if you're not listening to this right on monday when it comes out but i'll be doing the challenge this week um so i'll be sharing under the st hashtag stories from here class hashtag and um 
hopefully you'll be adding your pictures and telling your stories. And so I hope that this challenge, this free challenge will give you a good overview of what the class is like. And if you want to join and if you want to be able to tell the story of where you live. And I think something important to note is that the class is not just for people who are moving or have moved or anything like that. It can be for where you live right now, because I I truly regret not doing this project for everywhere I've ever lived because I didn't know that that was my time there was going to end. And also the places that I did live, they changed, you know? And so this is a really good snapshot of what your life looks like now. But a year, two years, five years, 10 years from now, your life can look really different. Your town can look really different. Um, Maybe you just move homes, or maybe your kids grow up and move out, or maybe your city goes through a huge expansion. Um, So you just never know. So that's why I love this project, and I'm really excited to get it out there in the world to you guys and let you meet it and let you get started. So like I said, you can sign up for the challenge and do the challenge with me this week to see if it would be a good fit for you at lauren-likes.com newsletter. And of course, all the notes from the podcast today are going to be at lauren-likes.com podcast. Um, so let's get started. Today, we are going to talk about my 100-day project and my best tips for you on how to plan and carry out your own big project. And so I want to say first that I know a lot of people get really excited when New Year's rolls around and they want to start a year-long project, um, but those are really hard. And, you know, it's the thing with New Year's resolutions. Barely anybody carries through with them. So make sure that whenever you're picking a project that it's something you're really excited about and you have a really good reason to start it and to finish it. Um, So whether you are getting ready to plan a big New Year's project that you're going to do all year or maybe for a month or a week or 100 days, it doesn't matter. Um, This podcast will help you get ready for that and get planning. So let's get started. So first we're going to talk about how to gather your idea and figure out what you want your project to be. Um, sometimes we go looking for projects where like you, you may be uninspired or bored or, you know, you kind of want that accountability. You want to do something, but you don't know what. So you go looking for ideas. And I think that that is a great way. And you could find a lot of cool projects and ideas that way. And sometimes an idea just hits you, you know, just like I did with Korea. I, you know, it was kind of in between. I was looking for a way to honor our time and to, um, document our time in Korea. Um, but also the hundred day project just kind of came up at the same time. So that was helpful, but also my idea for the photos just kind of came up. So it was one of those things where it was all working together well, but however you start is perfectly fine. So the first thing I would encourage you to do is just write down everything you're thinking, whether you have a project in mind, you don't know how to carry it out, or you want to do a project and you don't know what it is, write down what you're thinking. Um, just get all your ideas out on paper, get a good list, even if they sound dumb, just write them down so you can get them out of your mind um, and on the paper and your brain doesn't have to hold on to that information anymore. So just start with a really big brainstorm. 
Um, and then do some research. So look at what other people have done. Look at what you have done in the past, because I think that's a really important thing, is to see what projects that ha- you've been successful on completing and what you haven't, and which projects that you have liked and which ones you haven't liked, and that will really help you as you begin to hone in on what you're going to do. So once you have everything written down, start sorting out your ideas. You know, Go ahead and cross off the ones that are just really terrible or really dumb or just way too big and ambitious that just aren't ready for you right now. Um, So start to whittle down your list until you know more exactly what you want to do. Again, it doesn't have to be exact, but you're getting a better idea. Um, So you're kind of in the culling phase. Um, And then keep going with your list and expand on your favorite ones. So like I said, I wanted a way to honor Korea. I didn't know what to do. Um, So I started thinking about photos because I love to take photos again and tell stories. And so I thought, you know, I could take pictures of all my favorite things. um, And I started thinking about what that would look like and started brainstorming ideas off of that idea. And, you know, then I did some research and I figured out, what other people had done and what would be a good idea and what would work well and what would be easy. So this is, again, just the brainstorming phase. You're trying to figure out what you want to do. And the most important part of this is why. Because you're not going to finish your project if you don't know why you're doing it. Um, you know, to make art or to do something fun is a good reason but it's not a good enough reason to get you back out of bed at 1 a.m. when you realize you forgot to do your project that day. Um, so when you know your why, it really is what will motivate you and keep you going and keep you focused. So my why for my 100-day project was to capture and tell our story from Korea because I knew that you know we would likely never live there again possibly never even be back there and it was a really important time in our life and I wanted to honor Korea well and I wanted to be able to remember it and so that why for me was very very important Um, and it was also helping me process through saying goodbye to Korea and dealing with all those feelings and lose you know we lost all of our friends and our home and everything there and so um it, the why was really important for me. And your why might not be so deeply intrinsic in, in that sense. It might be, you know, I want to grow as an artist, so I'm going to paint, you know, a hundred paintings. Um, but, but go a little bit deeper. Ask yourself why. Why do you want to paint a hundred paintings? To get better as an artist. Why do you want to be better as an artist? Because I want to quit my job or because I want to be proud of my work or I want to build a body of work. Why do you want to do that? Keep asking yourself why until you have a really solid and deep answer that is going to be enough of a reason to carry you through the whole project. So, and just kind of keep going with this brainstorming and researching and figuring out your why, but do not spend too much time on this because this is the problem is this is the stage where everyone fails because they get this huge idea in their mind and 
it just gets overwhelming. And so they jump ship before they even start because they're like, there's just no way I could paint a hundred paintings. Um, and there's just no way I have time for that or, or whatever it is that's stopping you or, you know, I don't have a good enough reason why. So those should not be reasons to stop you, but don't spend more than a couple of days max here. I would definitely, um, I am, I am very guilty of, you know, reading about a project and instantly committing to it. And then 20 minutes later being like, yeah, I definitely don't want to do that. But I've already like posted on Instagram that I was going to do it. So definitely take a few days, like three days, maybe, um, and work out the ideas that you want, that you, of whatever it is that you want to do, figure out your why, figure out, um, more of what exactly you want to do before you really commit to it and, and share, but don't, don't forget about it. Don't, but you know, and sometimes I think if I do forget about it, that means I wasn't supposed to do it. But if you're still thinking about it and you're still excited about the project after two or three days and you're finding ways to make it work, then you're on the right track and it's time for you to get started. And if you do feel like you forget about it, maybe you need to go back and and look at the project again and figure out what it is that you want to do. And again, why? So once you've gotten your idea, the next thing you need to do is get organized because you you don't want to jump in without being prepared and again this shouldn't take a super long time um, depending on what your project is like my project didn't have any supplies I needed so really for me the getting organized and waiting part was I was just waiting on the 100 day project to start Um, so you might set a start date for yourself um, but take a few days and get yourself organized, especially if you're going to do something that's got um, physical elements to it, like paint or maybe you need a new camera or whatever whatever that is, um, that you have the time to go purchase those supplies. So the first thing you're going to do to get organized is to narrow down your project and get specific about it. So you're going to want to be able to clearly state in a sentence or two what your project is because if it takes you more than that to talk about it it's going to be hard to follow through so figure out specifically what your project's going to be so for mine it was going to be one picture a day of something i loved about korea plus a caption on instagram that was a story about korea that told helped tell the story of that picture um so again it was one picture and one story and so I definitely knew that I could I could do that. And so those were, you know, that was my specific project. And then you need to make your plan. So how long are you going to do the project for? Is it going to be a whole year? Is it going to be 100 days, 30 days, 5 days? There's nothing wrong with doing a 5-day project. You can accomplish incredible things and make something really cool in just 5 days. So choose um, your the length of time. Um, And then set out the requirements for your project. What is the minimum requirement that you have to do? Again, for me, it was posting one picture and writing at least a sentence. You know, that was the least that I had to do. And I even went back through and I simplified my project and said, it doesn't even have to be a new picture. Because at first I was thinking I was going to take a new picture every day, but I realized I was only going to be in Korea about 40, 50 of the 100 days. So a lot of the pictures were going to have to be posted after I had left Korea. And so I thought, well, maybe in those 50 days, I can take 100 pictures. But when I really started thinking about it, I was like, I again, my I went back to my why. I wanted to tell the story of our time in Korea. And so some of that meant 
pictures of our very first day of work three years ago or the best trip we had taken two years ago. Um, So some of that for me was then going back and changing kind of what my requirements were. It wasn't going to be a new picture every day, but it was going to be digging through my archives and finding some older but important pictures and telling those stories and using those to support my captions. And so um, I went through and figured that out and made those requirements for myself of what it had to be, what it could be, what it couldn't be, and I left them very simple and very open. And then the next thing you're going to want to do is figure out what you're going to do with your project. Um, The best way, of course, is to create that accountability is to post. And so I made my plan that every day, you know, at 9 p.m. before I went to bed, I would post my picture and my story on Instagram and I would use my hashtag and the 100 day hashtag and I would share it that way. So I had my plan. It was going to be 100 days, one picture, one story. right before I went to bed every night and so that was my plan and then the next thing you need to do once you've got your plan really specifically laid out is to go through and simplify it again so find ways to make it as simple as possible ask yourself is if posting every day is really possible maybe you're gonna work on your art every day but maybe you can only work on it at night and so the lights not as good so maybe you'll just take one picture on Saturday morning of everything you worked on that week Um, so go through and really think about your plan and what your life looks like think about your travel plans especially if this is a longer-term project Think about everything that you have going on and see, can you really make that project happen in that amount of time? And then the next thing you're going to want to do after you've simplified it even more because you want to make it so, so easy that you can't not do it. Because for me, I have 7,000 photos on my phone and I use Google Photos to back up back up my phone, my phone photos. So I have all my pictures for years and years and years on my phone. So there's no reason I could not post a photo. Um, but the next thing you want to do is to create a template. And you might want to create a template for sharing and a template for creating your project. So whatever that is. So maybe if you're doing a painting a day, you're going to say, you know, I'm going to use this size canvas and I'm going to paint this subject or this topic or whatever it is. And this is kind of how I'm going to do it. I'm going to use, you know, three colors of acrylic paint and that's, you know, and two paintbrushes and that's kind of your template. For me, it was, um, I used the plan app. It's P L A N N app to plan out my Instagrams. And so I would create my post in the same format every day. I would have the photo, I would have, um, my story caption, and then I would have my hashtag. And then I had a set of hashtags where I would use the hundred day hashtag separately because I thought ahead to the end and I knew what I wanted to do with my pictures. I was going to, I'm going to print them in a chat book. And so I knew I needed to have it laid out really clearly. So I didn't have to do any more editing or changing or anything like that. And so I created a, like a little template for myself. And so you might want to do that for like I said, for your sharing. So maybe, you know, every day on Instagram, I'm just going to say like the name of the painting or the name of the thing I did, or, you know, I'm going to say one sentence about what it was and then why, and then have my hashtag, whatever it is, just make it really simple. And so that it becomes 
a habit and you you just know what you're going to do every day you don't have to come to the canvas or come to Instagram or whatever you're writing or doing having to think about okay what am I going to do today like no I know I use these three paint colors and this canvas and that's that's what I do every day um, and then you want to make a sample so test your project out before you dive in head first especially if it's something you've not ever done before because you could totally hate it so you want to make sure that it's something you're really going to like doing and making that sample even if you know you love it will show you what parts of the project you don't love what takes longer than you maybe thought what's more difficult than you thought what you need a different supply for um, so do a sample and see how it's going to work and then go through and tweak it so go through and say okay this worked this didn't work you know change your template change your requirements change your project specifics your template whatever it is that you need to do to make it work so now that you've got your idea and you're organized you have everything you need in place ready to go especially if you're doing a physical project you know make sure everything's right there on your desk for you waiting um now it's time to get started so there's no better time than the present but the present currently is December and I know it's a really busy month so maybe choosing a huge project to start the week before Christmas is not a good idea for you maybe it is maybe you need that creative outlet and maybe you you personally can carry those things through but I know for me if I'm traveling and with family and doing things like that I am so easily um I'm an obliger and so if you've read the um, four tendencies or better than before from Gretchen Rubin you and you've heard me talk about this on the podcast probably before um if someone's like hey let's go do this I will absolutely say yes and not do the things that I know I need to do so make sure that you're choosing a good time for you um and for what's going to work for you but again don't let the time set you off so far that you don't ever actually start so maybe you say okay you know it's a week till Christmas so I'm going to start the day after Christmas and I'm going to kind of work on it in the little cracks of time before that so that I'm ready when Christmas that that day starts I'm going to mark it on my calendar I'm going to be ready and excited and know what's coming up um, so choose your start date. And so, like I said, you, you might choose your start date the day you listen to this podcast and you say, okay, I'm going to follow all of these steps in the next week and start in a week. And that's perfectly fine. Um, so just choose the best time that works for you and then find a way to create some accountability. So maybe you tell a friend what you're doing and maybe you guys do the project together and you send each other photos of your work back and forth, or maybe you just create a calendar that's going to sit on your desk and you're going to mark it off every day. Maybe you're going to share online. Um, so again, a lot of this goes back to your personality type and what helps you stay accountable and encourages you and motivates you to get things done. So for me, I need some outside accountability for sure. So other people doing the project with me, people asking me about it, me sharing on Instagram is really, really helpful for me. Um, and then the most important thing is to start soft. So I get really excited about stuff and I'm like, I'm going to paint a hundred paintings today, but I know that's not logical. And I know that I will be burnt out if I have the bar set so high that I'm going to do multiple paintings in a day or take a lot of pictures in one day or, or whatever it is. So 
again, you're, you want to do the minimal amount possible to make it doable. So, you know, just start with one photo a day, one painting a day. And then when you're really excited at the beginning, use that excitement to work ahead. So don't share everything that you made that first day. Don't finish everything you're going to make on that first day. You know, store that up for days when you just don't feel like making or days where you only truly have three minutes to work on it. Um, so kind of use the, the ebb and flow of your excitement throughout your project to build your momentum and to build your um, supply so that you're always a little bit ahead or have at least a few more ideas to get going and so I know at the beginning you brainstormed all your ideas but make sure you're you're adding to that list as you go because the more things you do the more ideas you'll have so for me at this point I had created a list on my phone of the different things that I wanted to take pictures of and the stories I wanted to tell and then I was you know marking them off as I was going but then every couple days I would think oh I need to tell this story and tell that story and use this photo and that photo and so I would just add those to my list so that again whenever I needed an idea or it was time for me to post I had that list there ready to go and I was able to work off of it and grab from it and add to it and delete stuff that I was like, no, that's actually a bad idea. I don't want to use that one. I'd rather use this instead or vice versa. Um, so keep that list handy, that brainstorm list handy. So now that you've gotten started and you're going with your project, you need to keep your momentum. So the most important way two ways that you can do that are to build a habit and to remember your why. So building a habit is, can be really simple. You know, it's something you do every day at the same time and you want to look for triggers that will help remind you, oh, it's time for me to do that. So maybe you need to set a reminder in your phone or on your, write it on your calendar every day, whatever it is that you do. Maybe it's just a sticky note on the mirror in your bathroom Whatever it is, find a way to set a reminder that's that if you do happen to forget, which totally happens, you'll you'll see or hear that reminder and you'll be reminded to go back into your office or into your phone or into your studio, whatever it is, and do that project for the day, that task for the day. Um, and again, working ahead and working in the cracks of time that you find. We talked about this last week in the Carve Out Time for Art episode. It, you know, I did a lot of my project my 100-day project, you know, on the subway or when I was just sitting and waiting on something to happen or someone to meet me, um, just in two and three-minute slots. Again, I used the plan app, and I would just go in and I would just pull in photos that I thought I might want to use and um, arrange them in the order I, I liked, and then I would just start writing captions, and sometimes I would write a sentence, sometimes I'd write two or three words, you know, I would just want to get the idea out, because I only had a minute, um, sometimes if I had, you know, a lot of time, 15, 20 minutes, I would write a bunch of captions, um, but just work in the, the little time that you have, and work ahead when you can, so that on the hard days, it's so easy to finish, to complete that day's task. Um, and I think one of the most important things is to give yourself grace, 
Don't get frustrated. Don't get sidetracked. Don't get disheartened. If you miss a day, if you mess up, if you're unhappy with how it's going, um, give yourself a little bit of grace. If you need to take a day off, that's fine. Um, I know Crystal Moody talks about this. She was on the podcast um, the first season talking about big projects like this. And so she's a great resource and you can go back and listen to that episode. Um, But she gives herself sick days. So just like you would with a job, give yourself sick days and say, okay, I can miss two days of this project. Or, you know, again, with the working ahead, I'm going to work ahead right now so that if I miss a day, I can use one of, one of these two, two paintings or two photos or whatever it is, um, to have that, that little bit of grace for yourself. Um, and so don't get frustrated or disheartened if you've missed a day or if it's not going as well as you thought. Um, there's a image going around Instagram and Pinterest, you know, about the creative process and it's, you know, and it kind of goes through and it's like, this is so great. Um, I'm having so much fun. This is getting bad. Oh my gosh, this is completely terrible. And then it's like, wait, it's not so bad. And it's like, oh, this is awesome again. Um, so you're going to go through those cycles and that's fine. That's totally understandable. I went through that with my project. I thought no one cared or my pictures were bad or my st- I was totally phoning in my stories and that's fine. There are a couple days where I feel like my stories were just one sentence and it was like, here is a place. Um, but it's fine because I got the project done. The picture is still important and I can go back and edit that one if I, if I decide I want to at some point. Um, the next thing you need to do is build in workarounds. So again, how can you get around a problem that's going to happen? So it could be giving yourself sick days or like, what if you run out of paint? What if you run out of, um, whatever it is, how are you going to get around that problem quickly and easily without it derailing your whole project? So think about a few workarounds that you can do to help your project stay on track um, and not lose your momentum. And then after a few weeks in, you might want to tweak the template that you're using. So maybe you said you were going to use three colors and one size paint um, and one size canvas and two paintbrushes. Maybe you're tired of those colors or maybe you only need to use two or maybe you need to add four colors. Whatever it is, um, evaluate how it's going and tweak it if you need to. If you need to, you know, if you're writing, if you need to say, I think I could do a little bit more each day or I need to do less each day or whatever it could, whatever it is for your project, go through and evaluate how it's going and tweak that template. And the next and most important thing is to remember your why. Post it somewhere so you don't forget what it is. Remind yourself, I'm doing this to tell my story. I'm doing this to grow as an artist. I'm doing this um, to learn whatever it is, remember that why and make sure you keep that at your forefront so that again, when it's 1am and you've forgotten to do your project for the day, your task for the day, that it is worthy of you getting up out of bed to go and do it. And so hopefully you're going to make it and it's going to be awesome and you're going to get ready to finish and it can be hard to finish. Sometimes I am definitely, I will quit before the end because I don't want it to be over. Um, I have not finished watching multiple TV shows and things because of that reason. Um, but finishing in the project is really important so that you can accomplish your goal and accomplish your why. 
Um, so make sure you have your end date in mind, especially if your project is getting overwhelming and it's kind of looming over you. Have that end date in mind to know like, okay, I just have to do this three more days and then this will be over. And that is perfectly, perfectly fine. Um, so make sure you have a very clear end date so that you, you know when you're going to wrap things up and you know what things need to be done still and how you're going to finish that. And then the next thing you want to do is protect your project. So don't let it get derailed by other people or other things. Um, make sure that you're really protecting it um, and being its mama bear so that it gets finished and it gets taken care of and that you're able to give the time to it. And, you know, some maybe this project's really important to you and it takes a lot of time. So you need to say no to some um, invites, some invitations to things. And, and maybe, you know, maybe you don't need to tell some people about it because they're going to make fun of it or not understand. So find ways to protect your project so that you can get it finished. And then when you're done, make sure that you celebrate it really, really well. Um, I know that for me, seeing all the hundred of those pictures lined up was so exciting. And like I said, I'm ordering a beautiful book of it to celebrate those pictures and be able to see those and share those with other people and have for forever. Um, so make sure you find a way to celebrate it, whether it's just you standing back and looking at everything you've accomplished, um, whether you share it with a friend or you do, a, do something to honor, honor that, that project and that you've finished it. Um, and then if you need to take some time off, once I got to the end of the hundred day project, I was really burnt out and I, I definitely felt the, the sadness of something ending and kind of my habit was broken because I wasn't posting every day with the, I didn't have those specific parameters of what I was posting every day. And so I needed to take some time off and that was fine. I was also traveling a lot and in that huge transition stage. And so that was okay for me to take some time off. But again, action begets action. So have a new project in mind start something new maybe take a couple days off and then jump back into a new project or a new challenge or thing that you're going to work on next so again the two most important things for you to remember when tackling a big project like this are to actually get started and to keep going and remember your why um, remembering your why is going to help you finish strong and you're going to need a lot of grace and a lot of determination to be able to finish a big project like this and even if it's hard and difficult pushing yourself and accomplishing something like this is really exciting and it just shows you how much you are capable of and what you can create and accomplish and that working hard to pursue something that you love is really important and really worthy of your time um, and telling your story and growing and learning whatever it is is really important and really really good for you so I hope that these tips have helped you and that you are excited to take on a big project and um, if telling the story of your home and where you live and where you're from is important to you and sounds like a good project I would love to have you join me in stories from here and so you can register for the class again on my website at lauren-likes.com all my courses are on there um, and you can take the class with me and like I said there's a hundred journaling prompts and a hundred art prompts that are going to help you 
hone in and focus on where you live and why it's important and help you tell that story. And um, we can all share it together under that stories from here class hashtag so that we can see your story and that you can get other ideas from other people. And I have all of my examples there in the class. The class also includes um, lessons on editing your photos with your phone, uh, taking photos, journaling. Um, there are lessons on creating big uh following through with big projects, what to do at the end of your project once it's done. Um, and so there's a lot of good stuff in here in the course, and I'm really excited for you guys to see it. And so I'm really excited for everyone who pre-ordered it. Um, you guys will have access to it all on December 17th on a Sunday. It is going to go live and launch for you to be able to get into the class and start working on your project. But until then, for the next five days, I would love to have you join me in the free challenge. So like I said, we have five prompts for journaling and five prompts for photos that you can share on your Instagram or however you like that will give you a mini glimpse into where you live and why you love it so much and a glimpse into the class. And so I hope that documenting that will be really important to you and will give you a really beautiful keepsake of this time in your life. And so, again, you can sign up for the newsletter to get the project at lauren-likes.com. And, um, yeah, so I'll be sharing all of my pictures, and I'm going to be doing the challenge with you guys, too. And my Instagram is at laurenlikesblog. And um, you can also always use the hashtag howshecreates tag to share whatever it is you're making. So if you take on a big project, I would love to see what you're doing and I would love to see it. And you can use that howshecreates hashtag to share and to um, grow your community and meet some other really awesome makers that way. Um, so... Like I said, all the show notes and everything you're going to need are all going to be at lauren-likes.com. Everything will be on there for you. And I hope that this was a helpful episode for you, that you're getting excited and making plans for a new awesome project that is going to expand your creativity and give you some great new ideas. And so I hope you're going to join me for the Stories From Here course challenge, and I will see you guys next week. And as we are going to wrap up our creative year, so next week will be the last episode, and I'm going to have the lovely Kaylee Gray back on, and we are going to take stock of our creative years and what our creative plans and goals are for next year, and we're going to have some questions for you to be able to evaluate your year creatively and plan for next year for yourself also. So again, you're just going to want to be on my newsletter to get those questions. Um, yeah, so it's going to be really, really great. And I can't wait to see you guys on Instagram. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to How She Creates. I would love to see how you create. Share what you're making on Instagram using the hashtag HowSheCreates. If you love learning about creativity with me, please leave a review on iTunes and subscribe. Grab your art supplies and I'll meet you back here next week for another episode of How She Creates.